What's up, y'all? We back with episode three of Tap In. Uh, today, we got a little, I think it's a little interesting topic. Um, basically, we're going to talk about what influenced, what or who influenced us to be who we are today. Um, so, anyone want to start? Um, I'll start. Uh, really, I just feel like the environment I was raised in really influenced me to start the things I'm doing today. Like, for instance, like my both of my parents, like they they're both artists, so like that led me down like a creative pathway um, into the things I'm doing today, like from shoes to like cover arts to everything I'm doing, and then like and then um, every everybody was open to everything, like there was negative. I mean, there was n- never any negative like light shed on trying new things like in my household, so. <coughs> Yeah, I'll just say my environment really helped me, I mean, say who I am today. I would definitely say my parents influenced me. I don't think there's anyone else besides my parents. Um, they definitely guided me along the way, helped provide um, the life for me that I get to live now, um, just to see how they made it out and how they were able to do the things that they've done on their own. Uh, my dad joined the military at, the, uh, at a young age. He was able to get like college degrees and develop all these things. Like he does taxes. He does. Uh, he just started a nonprofit organization. He's a professor, so he has like a broad uh, spectrum of knowledge. And my mom uh, used to work in the medical field, and now she is the directors of operations, human resources at a Japanese company, and she is the only black female in that position and they cherish her and let her do whatever she wants and that's very influential to me because she basically running that place. So it's good to see that as their child and um, makes me wish for more for myself and my children in the future. Um, I agree with what you guys both said. I think that my family, um, my mother in particular as well as my environment played a huge role in how I am today. Growing up in Chicago and like traveling to all the places that my parents um, were able to take me as a kid just introduced me to so many different cultures very early in life. So I always had like a an idea of how things functioned outside of America when it comes to like just culture, fashion, music, food, everything really. Um, I was introduced to, introduced to that super young and that's played like a large role in my life. and growing up in Chicago and just the culture of being from that city like it influences the type of shoes that I wear the type of like the type of the way that I talk the way that I wear my clothes the way that I even just carry myself like Chicago has played a large role in that and um my family because I think my family dynamic is uh interesting in the sense that um Though we, my parents really didn't force us to do anything in life. They guided us along the way and really helped us and pushed us in whatever direction we wanted to go in, but they never said like, oh, you need to be this or you need to do that. They were open to us being anything we wanted to be as long as we're going to be the best at whatever it is that we do. So um, my dad is the only person in my family that's not really in the medical field. And um, he traveled a lot. He's super just well-rounded when it comes to different cultures, speaks a bunch of different languages, 
he has two PhDs, so like off bat, it was like education was a big deal. And then with my mom, my mom started off, she was a designer, she was a model, she was an architect, uh, she was a realtor, and she's now like, she was a floor manager before, now she's like the manager of the ER in a hospital in Chicago. So she's done like a little bit of everything. And um, that just like put things into perspective with me because like she's very big on multiple forms of income. Like my mom is a hustler. Like it don't matter if I got a job or not, I'm finna have some money because I'm finna figure out a way to hustle because that's just something that she instilled in me and all my siblings that it doesn't matter if you have a job or not, what you need to just like find a way to make it happen and have multiple ways to bring in that money and so that's a big thing that she instilled in me. She's also very artistic, but like super educated at the same time. And oftentimes I feel like a lot of people, you grow up either like, oh, I'm artistic, so I'm gonna just focus on art, or I'm really good at science, so I'm just gonna be a scientist or go to medical school. But like my parents really uh, made me realize that you could be artistic and you could be all these things and still be a doctor and still be an artist at the same time. And you could really do it all if you set your mind to it. So. Um, yeah, that's it. Pretty much my family, my siblings too, like, everyone pretty much is on the same path of, like, very educated but still very artistic and very driven and very focused on what they need to do, so they really influenced me. Yeah, I definitely agree with what everybody had to say, um, especially Bonita. Um, because, well, I grew, grew up in a, in a cultural perspective as well, so I wasn't born here, um, so, like, I'm a very more diverse person, and that had to do with my environment and where I grew up in, and coming to the U.S., um, it's like a progressive, you know, change in your environment, so you adjust to the different things that are going on, to the new culture you're learning, and I am a very, very cultural diverse person. I love sharing my culture. I love sh um, when other people share their culture, and I'm very indifferent. So, like, you know, I like hearing everybody's perspective, and I take that into consideration. And also my parents, um, they are a big influence on me as well. Um, sometimes they say, you know, strict parents aren't always great, but I feel like it's because they were strict that I was able to, set, like, um, state my boundaries and know what I can and what, what I cannot do. But they always instilled this, like, you know, you are greater than what you expect yourself to be. You can do more, that kind of stuff. So I was able to put myself in a pedestal um, and just keep climbing up there. Um, also, my uh, faith is also a big part of who I am. I feel like compassion is um, not easily seen in a lot of people and not um, easily given as well. And I feel like my faith installed a lot of, you know, kindness, you know, hearing again people's perspective and just through everything you do make sure you know you're showing kindness and understanding what some other people are going through why they're like this and things like that but yeah i say when it comes to family i always think that's gonna have to be your family and culture is always going to be one of the first two things that's going to influence you because my mom was the only person I ever had. That was my parent. That was mom. That was father. That was everything. And she is straight from Jamaica. I don't care. She is pure Jamaican. And she lives that way. She talks that way. Even, like, when she tries to hide it. Because she's in a very professional, like, mindset all day long. She's been dealing with 
the medical field since she got out of college. So she has always had that side to her. Well, when she comes home and she actually acts how like the rest of her family acts because they're all from Jamaica, it's like this is a totally different person. And But she's the one who taught me how to cook. She's the one who <laughs> made me have the faith that I have and how I have no issue going to a church anytime anyone wants to ask me I can pick up a Bible we can go and I have no issue with that um, she instilled so much into me that I have to be I don't know I gotta give her something I don't know what it's gonna be it's gotta be something huge though I don't know when I get that point but I got to Amen but to there's like a lot of other people as well that I have to say truly like especially picking the career path that I chose for myself a lot of people didn't like picture me as a business person <laughs> when I came into high school. Uh, everyone thought I was gonna do something that was gonna be football related or something that has to do with lifting or something. And I was like, like I understand all the sciences and stuff, but that, that it wasn't like I wasn't attached to it as much as people thought I was gonna be. And I met a teacher who actually took me to the side and kind of taught me accounting. Um, Mr. Pickney, I have to give him a shout out. He, he taught me everything I know about business. He's the first person that took me out of the state of Florida. Um, we traveled to New York together. We had business trips together. He was taking me places that I never thought I'd even be able to afford to go to anytime soon. <laughs> um, so, when it came to come to picking college, I tried a science just to see if I would like it a little bit. I tried kinesiology a little bit. I tried kinesiology, but then I got, had to take like a speech class for a gen ed, and it was over from there. I just wanted to do speech. Um, I just enjoy having conversations with people. I enjoy talking with other people, hearing what they think, hearing how they feel about the world that we live in. It's always interesting to hear someone that you've never met before, just kind of how they think. I don't know. I always found stuff like that interesting. Um, but the cultural, I guess I have to give that to Mr. Pickney as well, because while even though we were doing so much business-minded things, we were also taking care of the community. Like we brought a step team to Piper High School. Like that is. Piper High School does not. All the African-American students, we have never, ever had no step team. We brought a step team to Piper High School. First, we hosted an event for all the already current step teams. And then after we got enough funds from doing all those events, we were finally able to start our own. And that's something that Mr. Pickney used to tell everyone he would never do. But <laughs> I guess our principal kind of finally convinced him to do it. But that's what really led me to choosing this route now. Um, I could have went straight into going straight into the business world, doing HR, but to come back and do something to kind of help bring culture into business world, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, to like bring culture somewhere that clearly needs it. Well, I shouldn't say it like that. Kind of can't miss it. Um, it's exciting. Like, I really hope 
that I can make enough influence that the next recruiting class at least doubles. <laughs> I really want to get that that type of push and pull with what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep working at it. Like These people taught me these things. This is what I learned. So let me show them. You can do it. Yeah. Ain't that our assistant? <laughs> I definitely want to add um, my roommates have impacted me. They definitely have introduced me to culture that I do not have. Um, both of them being African, they accepted me, um, take me around their families, uh, introduced me to the foods, and I appreciate y'all little food lights. Yeah, I think like my friends are my family, so like all of y'all do influence me in different ways give me different perspectives on things that like I just never saw things from before especially since you guys aren't from where I'm from so like hearing all the things that Brie has to say about the south or Tennessee I just be like wow like <laughs> that's crazy like things are we don't do we don't act like that in the north like you know <laughs> we don't like things are like different it's just interesting to sit and like have those conversations and the same thing with Brooke and like see things from her perspective like I've never went to, like, an all-girls Catholic school. Like, I don't know right. what that's like. Like, all those things make for, like, good, funny stories, but also, like, just insight into other people's lives. And kind of For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because, like, especially, like, I only got a couple friends from here, really. And Holden from Florida, that's like, I'm from Michigan, that's like two completely different cultures. And it's, it's just right. interesting to see how, like, different we could be be so close in, the, in the essence and it just that like friends yeah like I said I agree uh, friends definitely influence me a lot mm. oh it's the south versus the north <laughs> <laughs> but even like everybody's like little phrases they bring in or like Slide. little acts oh yeah I guess yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty interesting yeah I should say that back home. Yeah. Sometimes I was like, who you been hanging around? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, sometimes, like, when we talk, I'd be like, man, what you say? Like, I'd be taking out <laughs> from the south. No, when she comes home with me, she gets a southern accent. <laughs> and my folks be like, Rick, like, what you do? She, where we finna go, man? Where we finna <laughs> go to, man? It's just much more fun like that. It so. is. Yeah. <laughs> If I go to Chicago and be like, I'm on, that's on BD? Yeah, don't yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get mad. Oh, that's right. Hey, hey, so who? Yeah. <laughs> Only around certain crowds. They're going to look at you like, oh where's she from? Where's she from? They're going to pull they up and say, what street you from? I know where I'm at. Oh, Lord, we're going to get scared. We're going to have to run. <laughs> I'm going to walk off. I don't know. <laughs> this is my first day here. <laughs> But friends is definitely like up there though, cause it's like. But one thing I also like with the friend group is like I played football since I was five. That's like one of the biggest sports there is. Like you have the most people, probably at your school on the football team. It's the only sport that has twenty-two people that gotta play. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but yeah. So I've met so many people, so I've known them for so long. Like, I still have friends that I play with, I don't even know, since I was 12, who just accidentally came to ONU 
and we was friends together for our freshman year and then this goofy left me and then went back home to the crib and we still talk to this day and now he got some he got some daughters like like i grew up with this man he got a family mm-hmm. so it's like them people that you go know forever like some of the friendships that you have you gonna know forever but I also have to say, going for what Bermuda said about your city, um, I, Broward County made me different. I don't care what nobody said. <laughs> Broward County is, I don't even know how to explain it. And especially when you go to a city school, you see so much different everything. Like, we got bad, like, our school had, like, its bad parts because I can say every year I've been <laughs> at Piper High School, we was on the news for something stupid. It was either a stabbing, someone got dropped on their head, and then gushing blood everywhere, just mm. stupid stuff, just dumb stuff. But then we were still an A school in the classroom. So that, we had a weird dynamic when I went to Piper High School. <laughs> Y'all were just crazy. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that's you got to go. Right. And what I say, oh, Broward crazy. County made me different. What did I just say? Yeah, I feel like I said even though you're right yeah, you're right but at the same time we don't claim the whole state of florida for you. <laughs> there's south florida and then there's everything else really it's don't. like central florida north florida and then when you get really to the top that's really like South Georgia. Georgia. Now, the whole state of Florida is just different. (laughs) You know, different levels is different. I know there are some more ignorant than others, but as a whole, y'all so interesting. Everyone got interesting individuals. I never thought I'd need someone who actually say the word like pop and soda and then it's pop and, and it's soda it's soda it's we, I ain't never, that ain't why we here that's my point that's my point i ain't never in my life ever heard someone say pop. you trying to get some pop right. I never heard nobody say soda. that's my that's point that's exactly a, that's different we I ain't influencing never. one another but yeah. it's soda at the end of the day you pop. already say yes it's pop. <laughs> it is pop but i respect that it's called soda the soda cup first, ain't it? Soda pop. It is soda pop. Unless you want a specific beverage. Like, I want a Sprite. (laughs) 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 But it's all type of different lingo like that. Like, there's some people who do, like, they call all, like, sodas cola. Like, cola. No. Or, like, cola. (laughs) That's that's Uh, not here. (laughs) I mean, I've I've heard that. All of them cola? No, Coke. Like, let me get a Coke. Like, not from like where I'm from, but like I know there this, are people. This Imagine yeah. if you're working no, in like a cashier or something. Let me get a Coke. It you give him a Coke. Beverage. No, I didn't want this. <laughs> I want the other Coke. The other Coke. No, not, not that one. The other Coke. <laughs> no, this Wait. is like back home when you say, "Can I have a tea?" It's automatic sweet tea. Oh. And like if I go to somebody's house and I'm like in the like other regions outside the south, they give me like unsweet tea, and I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, but then I don't realize either. like you gotta say sweet tea. Yeah. 
But you know, everyone got different ninja though. It's like I I have a question since we were talking about influential people. So like, what do y'all want your legacy to be like? Years from now, when someone else is having this conversation, what do you want them to be able to say about you? Like, how did you influence the world? What is the stamp that you left on the world? Like, how how you finna, you know, be an influencer? Um, I feel like I want my legacy to be like I did it my way. Like, kind of, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know how to like really word that, but like, I just want like because I'm not like. I'm not the type of person that would want to work a nine to five type job. So like, I never would want to say I have a boss. So I want to like, <laughs> in simple terms, I kind of want to like, not like saying I want to go out like a boss, but like, or like I want my legend to be like, I'm a boss, but like for real, I, I want it to be like, if somebody ever like look back and say I influenced them, I want them to say uh, like, I showed them that anything is really possible. Like, like or you could do anything as long as you really put your mind to it, like, and it manifested for real and focus and just put in the work for it. And I just want that to be my legacy for real. Yeah. I think mine would definitely be like showing you that there's other ways to get, to be successful. Like, in the city, you always see there's two different type of people. Either you're going to get it the wrong way or you're going to get it the legal way. I'm going to put it that way. So, I want to, like, show, like, some young kids that, like, you don't always got to go that side. There's another way for you to go. There's other opportunities, and you can make bread. You can make yourself a lot of bread the same, a different direction, where you safer, your family safer. You can actually, like, grow up and be successful. Like, um, I've been trying to help kids get into college since, I don't even know when, but... I've just always wanted to see the people around me just be successful and not put their life in danger. So I just always hope that's a lot of my legacy. Um, I want my legacy to be all of my future endeavors. I want it to be known. Uh, like Bonita said about having multiple hustles, I definitely am going to be a pharmacist. I'm going to be a doctor. And I'm going to have my own businesses on the side, and I'm already in the works of them. I just know that it's going to come true for me because God is on my side, and he's going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, amen. And <laughs> 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 but also, you know, my family and my friends are going to be there along the way. But I want, you know, people to know that, hey, she didn't just, like, get a doctor's degree and just stuck with that. Like, she had multiple things under her belt. And, she, mm-hmm. and I want to, like... Um, have the people in my community alongside of me during that progress because I want people to be like, she brought the community with her, she had them like help, she brought people, you know, out who were in trouble. Definitely in the past, I've done a lot of community service and I would like to continue that and I want that to be a part of my legacy. And like I stated earlier, my dad's nonprofit organization, um, it's called Chocolate Charity, shout out to them. But anyways, we definitely are planning on helping, um, minorities in the community um, setting up funds for scholarships working with sickle cell and all the other uh, health issues that are predominantly in the black community so I also want to play a part in that so we'll listen to this in 20 years and see you got it um I want my legacy to be that 
I really was just unapologetically myself and I was able to come up in life from being myself. There's so many things that I want to accomplish in life and like nobody can tell me that I'm not going to do it. Like I just want to do a little bit of everything. And most importantly, I want like I want everyone to be good, but I want to have little black girls and boys be able to look at me and say like I see myself in her and if she could do it, then I could do it too. And I want to help those communities where cuz I understand that even though I'm from Chicago, like, I came up in, from, like, a privileged standpoint. Having immigrant parents, like, y'all know, like, how African parents could be, your African friends. Like, nothing matters but school. So my parents was going to do whatever to make sure that I'm able to be in college here today, regardless of if we had a house, if we had, like, school was the only thing that mattered. But I know there are other people out there who had to make those sacrifices, and school was not up there because they had to focus on just survival. And so I want to help people in those situations and people in those communities that live in the cycle of poverty, those people who are in the school-to-jail pipeline-type societies, those people who just, like, feel like you they never finna be able to leave the hood, essentially. Like, I want to give back. I want to do things in the community so, like, they could stay out of um, trouble. They are getting the after-school activities they need to do so <coughs> they're, like, they're not participating in crime, so they feel like also they have an opportunity to make money, go to school, and do things to stay out of trouble. Um, I want to be a pharmacist, of course. Um, that's why I'm here, I guess. <laughs> but um, I want to do that. But the biggest thing that I want to do with my pharmacy degree is um, teach health literacy amongst black people. I feel like black people as a whole, we don't know enough about our health and the conditions that we have and we rely on the doctors usually white doctors to tell us what's wrong with us and it's usually when it's too late and I know that growing up and having a family that is so deep in healthcare, we sit at the dinner table and talk about new like advancements in healthcare. I know regular families don't do that and so when I have those conversations with my family, I'm like, wow, I wonder how many people are able to sit and have these in-depth conversations. Like, I not, I know not too many people are. And so I would like to have that be more common. I want people to be able to know about their disease states and how to manage it, how to eat healthy to prevent getting to those, um, those outcomes and all those things. And also uh, being able to go back home to Nigeria and set up base there with my family and make sure that they have like access to healthcare in general. Um, you, I know like with the pharmaceutical industry, like it being Africa, they really don't care what they give. So you can get expired vaccines, you can get things that don't even work. They just be tossing anything and the scraps get given to Africans. And um, I just want people to be able to have access to the necessary drugs that they need, know their disease states, and just feel like they are in control of themselves and they're able to spread that same knowledge to their communities <coughs> and um yeah that that is my like healthcare goal and then to my like other hustle goal like i have to be a designer of some sort i need to do something i want to be an interior designer i want to be a fashion designer i want to design clothes or sh uh, cars i want to design a little bit of everything and so i don't know how i'm going to do it all but I'm gonna let you know when I figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, um, just doing all the things that my heart wants to do, not giving up on those things and just being great at everything. And hopefully 
helping people along the way and influencing people along the way and just giving opportunities <coughs> to people, uh, helping people go to college, helping people see their own potential. Because I know, like, it's hard, especially being, like, in school right now. Getting the, like, the motivation to just do schoolwork is hard, but getting motivation to do stuff other than schoolwork and still have dreams outside of it is so hard because you just feel, like, drained all the time. And whenever you get knocked down from school, like, everything around you just kind of shuts down. Like, you don't want to do those other things that or work towards those other goals. But just staying motivated and getting through it so I can be, like, and someone who can influence other people and also being in a position high enough so I could be a mentor because I don't have too many black pharmacists coming to me ready to mentor me because like there's just not that many people and they don't really have access like they should but I want to be able to be that person for someone so I could tell you oh maybe you should go to this program maybe you should do this oh start doing these things early because I know when I was in school I didn't do this early and this messed me up and just kind of guiding people so they don't have to go through the hurdles necessarily that I had to go through if they don't have to. So, you know, doing a little bit of everything, but I just want to spread love and happiness and peace and I want to make the world a better place and I want to do stuff with like working to make sure, um, hopefully end like homelessness in a way, like figure out how to make communities for people to come up. I want to do stuff and like work with, um, women who experience like domestic violence and things like that i don't want to do a little bit of everything y'all like <laughs> i don't know but i guess i should start right now um so for me my main thing um is the environment i grew up in has really um showed me the healthcare system and what i really like my biggest goal in life is to go back home and build little clinics um, where there are not a lot of hospitals nearby, like women are giving labor and the hospital is like 10 hours away, like a whole day away. And that's just like sad. We're, you know, in 2020 and it's really sad to see that women still go through all of this. And then another thing is, like everybody said, I wanna be a hustler too, you know? I wanna be able to own a lot of property so I can build communities and things like that for minorities who don't have the opportunity like I did or like other people do. And also, um, I'm big on orphanages and the foster system. I really wanna work toward fixing that and building uh, better mental st stability so that kids that are growing up in that system aren't always like in a way left behind, you know, just cause you're at a certain age, you can't be adopted, things like that. Because I feel like these foster systems, not to get into depth, on them but I feel like they're not really raising you know they're not really mentoring and raising these children like you know they're supposed to be nourished and raised they're usually just like throwing them out there like hey like I'm not your parent but I'm just gonna watch over you type of situation and there's some other great foster parents too but I really want to work on that system and also work on the healthcare system here in America it's just like even me right now like it's just so hard finding a doctor that's gonna understand me especially you know a doctor that's my skin color because like I've just had very bad experiences with those things and I don't know, I don't, I wanna be low key as well. I don't wanna be like, you know, in the light and everything, but I wanna humbly do these things low key and be the boss of my own self, I guess you could say. Are there any influential people that you admire or not, that doesn't necessarily like um, 
form in, or influence who you are today, but are they influencing people that you admire? You mean like people who we don't know directly, but... Yeah, like celebrities or... While y'all think, I'm going to go ahead and go. I picked Ella Fitzgerald. Basically, she was the first African-American woman to win a Grammy Award. Her voice is beautiful. She has the voice of an angel. She is beautiful. Uh, She has definitely set the scene for blues and jazz. Uh, She's recorded more than 200 albums and made more than 2,000 songs in her lifetime. And I just really thought it was interesting how she was basically uh, introducing musical culture into the white community. I remember she had an interview saying that she was supposed to perform a song, a popular song she had at the time, but the nightclub wouldn't let her perform because she was black. So Marilyn Monroe called them and told them if they let her perform that she would sit at the like club every day for like the next past year she did and like since then Ella Fitzgerald has been able to go to like all the other clubs she's influenced she was a vocal coach for Marilyn Monroe and all that so I just really think that she's an influential woman um I'll go next I guess uh I have like three um current day ones I guess so I'm gonna start with Serena Williams uh I think she's influential because, first of all, I think she is, like, the greatest athlete of all time, you know, out of any sport, simply because she is a beast. Like, that woman is raw. She is fantastic at what she does. And, like, amidst all the negative things that the media and people have to say about her, she just, like, performs great every single time. And... It's just really impressive that after all these years, she's still on top of her game. She's winning championships while pregnant, which is just, like, wild. And I don't know. She's just, like, otherworldly. Serena Williams, definitely up there. Um, Another one I would say is Beyonce, just because, like, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, she influences my life, but I think that just watching her growth from being in Destiny's Child to being where she's at right now. Like, she's really built an empire, and um, she has been on it. And, like, unlike a lot of other celebrities, you don't really see too much Beyonce drama. She does her work, and then she, like, stays out the way or just is with her family or does stuff like that. So I think that she is just extremely talented. Um, We often hear, oh, Beyonce's overrated, but I really don't think she's overrated at all. I think that she just outperforms her peers by like a long shot just being able to sing and dance for hours on end at the same time without like falling or getting so tired dedicated. or just so dedicated <laughs> to what she does like her whole like the choreography everything just like perfect perfect she really and she really just paved the way for a lot of these like new artists too because Everyone has a little bit of, like, that Beyonce flair. But even at her age, compared to all these, like, new up-and-coming artists, like, other than Michael Jackson, who, R.I.P. to him, Mm. no one is putting on a show like Beyonce is. And that's just amazing. So shout-out Beyonce. And then, um, who was I going to say? I was going to say Rihanna. Like, she... Rihanna influences me a little bit, you know. If there was any celebrity that did, it would probably be her. Just because, like, from the music to the fashion to, like, just the 
the philanthropic things that she does, I think that she has broken the mold of just, oh, you're I'm a singer and that is all that I am. Like she does so many different things that it's like she is a businesswoman. I think that they said that she's like the highest earning female musician now. And I'm like, wow, that's so crazy because she has her hands in so many different things and that's just so motivational, especially since I said like, I want to be someone who has multiple streams of income. And like, she was performing at the Victoria's Secret fashion show, but Victoria's Secret was not inclusive. Victoria's Secret models all look the same. They have that one look. And after performing at their fashion show, now she's had her own lingerie fashion shows where it's just like, so inclusive. There's all types of people of different weight, size, culture, <coughs> race, all those different things. So I'm just like, wow, that's just like looking and seeing where there's an issue and then creating a market that like corrects it. So after all, I want to do that. Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, as an athlete, um, I'd say Adrian Peterson influenced me he played for a team that I already like was rocking with before he even got there and then when I saw him play his first game and he was just <laughs> obliterating dudes it was oh he was he like made me want to play football even harder like he is what drove me to take football serious like I wouldn't I don't even know if I would have came to Moline if I didn't play football so um, I can't believe I thought never mind. What I said. That's crazy. Mm. Um, but then he's not as famous as like Beyonce, but um, there's a YouTuber. I don't know him personally, but um, he influenced a lot of the way I think. Um, his his YouTube page is like said by me, um, and basically he's a former NFL player who retired from the NFL. And, well, I shouldn't even say retired. He couldn't stay on any teams, so he couldn't play football anymore and had to learn how to hustle a different way and still provide for his family, his wife, and his now two daughters. And he has, like, before any of this started, he would just, a channel just talking about how to handle relationships, football, and faith in one channel. So he had things that I found interesting and I just ended up following his story for a long time and just it really made me want to have well it really taught me how to like have productive conversations with people really how to find the root of like what y'all are like dealing with if there's some type of issue and really find a way to best tone it down try to find a way to solve it um, so I say those two definitely uh, I say <laughs> The man who really influenced me is, uh, I have to say, Mama Not Me, you know. Um, from, like, he's the greatest example, like, how Bonita was talking about, like, being yourself, just being true to yourself. Like, he was truly himself, and he, he like, he was truly the people's champ, and he did, like, everything, like, his way, but still, like, I, <laughs> my bad, I'm getting tripped up my words. Like, he did everything his own way, from, like, changing his name to Cash, from Cassius Clay and his faith. And changing his name to Muhammad Ali, or well, it was first I think it was Muhammad X, but then he switched it to Muhammad Ali, and he was just doing so many things from just the boxing community to the black community at that time, uh, and he just it was just so great. Like he's he's just such a 
great influence to me. That's all new words. Man, you say, hey, that's your boy. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me, um, I think artists do a great job at really, you know, shifting their art toward influencing people. Um, especially like Bonita said, Beyonce. I love the part about her where she uses her art to influence other cultures that people never knew about and really articulated into her music and things like that, especially like progressing towards that. And then um, also poets like um, Maya Angelou with her poetry, she does like, you know, beautiful inspiration things that talk about diversity, race and culture and equality. And I feel like that's, you know, growing up that's been very influential to me, but yeah. Um, another one for me is I was going to say Ruby Bridges, uh, being as young as she was integrating into an all white school, I can't, it really makes me appreciate the education I have today because I can't imagine being an African American, being tortured by white people all day and just sitting there. Like it's making me emotional thinking about it, but like just sitting there and getting like tortured by white people spit off and all that, like that's rough and she did it. So makes me appreciate it. So do you, I have a question. So do you think, so since the, not to change the topic, but since the election is tomorrow, we talked about a lot of influential stuff, our environment, the people around us. Do you think when it comes to big things like voting, you know, for a president candidate or things like that, do you think those aspects play a role on who you vote for or who you support? Like if the people that we're influenced by also influence our vote in yeah, some way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in the sense that, like, my parents instilled in me certain values that I cherish, and those values that they instilled in me is what I use when I'm trying to determine who I want to vote for. For example, like, um, in the last presidential election, it wasn't even nobody in my family, Trump has never been, like, a, even a, someone who's going to be brought up in question as someone we're going to vote for, but I know, like, my parents were very on board with, I think it was Hillary Clinton. Like, yeah. they teamed Hillary. I'm like, nah, Bernie Sanders. So, like, we wasn't on the same page, but, like, the values were still there. But they just owe people. So, like, they, oh, Hillary Clinton, perfect. I'm like, okay, I guess I understand because y'all owe. But um, we're not always on the same page of who we want to vote for, but the values are still, like, aligned. And it makes sense. And so um, someone like Donald Trump could have never been a feasible candidate for any of us to vote for just simply because we weren't raised like that um the type of things that he stands for are not things that align with our beliefs and the things that uh we place value in and honestly I, we he's like it's an in, he's like insulting to us and i think anyone who has um, any sense <laughs> but, yeah uh, i can double that in the sense of values, I'll say the people around me definitely influence how I decide to vote. Um, but it, the way we set up how like I was taught how to vote was kind of more focused on exactly what you need. Like, don't worry about the noise that everyone's making about who is better than who, what is what. 
kind of really pay attention to what they say they're supposed to be doing and kind of see what if they're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing or are they doing foolishness doing dumb stuff and that's when you can make your decision on who you feel is the best candidate but politics is so hard because especially right now because the people who are up are like it's just so chaotic on what's supposed to be going on right now there's so much going on already and then to have debates going the way they're going it's like yeah. it's kind of hard to get a feel of what you're supposed what, to be going on yeah. like, it's tough I feel like with this election though like this is one of the few I guess with Obama you saw this too but there is people like either you are like a Trump supporter or like you're gonna go with Joe Biden. I don't know how many people are just like, yes, Joe Biden. I guess there are some people, usually older people, but everyone else is kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna go with this other, like, option. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, as I was driving here, I was just really looking around and just seeing, like, there was so many flags posted. It's like, it's like he's a celebrity. For no other president have I noticed flags, like t-shirts, banners, everything just being toted around like they have been for Trump. It's like they think he's a rock star and like they just repping, they set like Trump, <laughs> Trump. And it just don't make no sense to me. Like the farms, like they'll be having these like big, <laughs> these big farms. And like, you'll see like one farm will have like the Biden flag maybe. And then the farm after is gonna have a huge Trump sign just so, cause they know that the other farm had a Biden flag. So I feel like it's just like a competition. Like, yeah. oh, my neighbor had like a big Biden sign. So I have to get an even bigger Trump sign. I'm gonna get the Trump with the tank and the gun. Yeah. I'm like, who do you think this man they're is? Like, no, right, they're I'm, getting too creative with this. Right, like I just don't understand. And so one thing I just wonder, and like I saw a post about is like, okay, even if, Trump wins. God, hopefully that just means another four years. I don't know, because if he could does another four years, he might come and be like, you know what, fuck the Constitution. I'm going to do another four years. It's okay. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So, like, but hopefully after that, like, that's done. So what do you guys do after that? Do you tuck your flags away, put your, your, shit, your stuff up? Like, yeah. or if he doesn't win, like, you already outed yourself. So in the past, Racism has always been a thing, but I feel like it was so um, under wraps. Like, people weren't, like, always openly being racist like they are in, like, the past four years. Like, you might have been cool with somebody until, like, that last presidential election, and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't even know you was racist like that. That's wild. Mm -hmm. But, like, in the past few years, you've been noticing, like, people are so much more open with the racist things that they do. So I wonder, like... Now that you've exposed yourself for as a racist, like there is no going back. So when your cheerleader or your master, whoever you want to call Donald Trump to them, is no longer president, then what do you do? Like, are y'all finna just keep rocking like this, or are you guys gonna try to go back into your shell? Like, I don't know. Is why I just feel like it was very reminiscent on like reading textbooks and seeing all like those Nazi flags because those are the only people who I ever seen like repping they set with like the flags and the banners like Trump 
people do, mm. and the blue blue lives matter. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of it, it was crazy because when I was driving through Indiana, like it was actual businesses that had the mm-hmm. Trump sign on top of the roof, so you could see it from the highway. And it was big. And I'm like, you know, normally businesses stay out of it because like they don't want to lose um, customers mm-hmm. or any of that. But like they had it on top of the roof, and then like they built a handmade sign that was like it was made out of thick wood like posts that was almost as tall like a mcdonald's sign and it said trump 2020 i was like wow y'all are wildin and they had billboards that was like Mm -hmm. trump supports the police and i'm like i have not seen that for like any other president yeah, and it also depends on like your location because driving through Indiana, scary. The Indiana is different. No, like Indiana is the one state that I've been driving through that. In Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Kentucky. Deep it's Kentucky. Not, yeah, but it, it also is like rural areas, like places like Ada, places that Hicktown. like Hicktown yeah. are the ones that mm. really Ooh. be supporting Trump. But like, cause you know when you go to Cleveland, like. They don't got Trump like stuff yeah. out like they do out here. Yeah. Like when you go to Columbus, it's like most of the stuff that you see is Biden like stuff. But yeah, as I was driving through Indiana, I pulled up to the Walgreens because I had to potty. This woman next to me had like paint on her windows that said "Women for Trump." I'm like, what has Trump even done right. for women? Like, Grab if he button. was a white man, okay, fine, and you you're racist, it makes sense. But as a white woman, he really just doesn't do anything for you so i guess they just come and she's following up behind her husband. yeah they just be wanting to like vote against their like best interest all the time i guess but that's unfortunate for them but yeah it was why and stop. i'd be, I'd I, be I was scared so i could not yeah stop. we were driving was, through confederate flags when we went to the what's it called yeah, the beach. We were literally driving past, and like, it was literally an old flag. school house with tent. Confederate <laughs> flags, yeah. And he had, like, those, what's it called, the, uh, that old school thingy that they have, it's like, uh, they have it at, uh, at Meyer. Yeah, a cannon thingy, yeah. You <laughs> know what's crazy, though, know, like, the Ohio yeah. wasn't even a part of the Confederacy, like, where the hell did y'all people come from, and why yeah. is you doing that up Driving here? through Alger? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you y'all see. wasn't even a part of the Confederacy. Yeah, yeah. you see a lot of Confederate flags up here, and it's like, that's, that's are you ass backwards. Yeah, like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? Like, you know where I you remember. are? It's like we're going backwards. Yeah. Times two, like, I'm like, and why isn't it, why isn't, like, that, the Confederacy and all that surrounds it, why isn't that considered treason? Yeah. Because they hide that part of history. Like, but, like, it's evident, like, y'all, the Civil War happened because you tried to break from the country. Everyone, like, those are those are things that we all are aware of. Yeah. Because that's just how you have to learn the history. So whether you want to hide it or not, like, those are acts of treason. Because they don't make the things that they did, like, seem bad as other situations. Like True, but I think that, like, they they ignore the whole like slavery aspect of it yeah. but you would think that even like the diehard patriots would be like y'all tried to leave this great <laughs> country that i love so much that's treason fuck what you talking about the slaves and all that like put all that aside like just the fact that y'all tried to break the country up like that's yeah. that's even another thing that i was thinking about as i was driving here because people are under the guise that like i'm just so patriotic i love america so much but you support a president that breaks the constitutional rights all the time, does not support other people's constitutional rights. He really doesn't, like, do anything 
patriotic whatsoever but just like support racism that's the only patriotic thing that he does because i mean america is a racist country so that's just a part of the patriotism we're supposed to be melting pot yeah right 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 right. (laughs) and so i'm like what that's crazy because they're saying like oh i support him because i'm nationalistic like this is america 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 and it's like this man breaks the laws all the time, doesn't even follow the Constitution. Those are things that you're all supposed to hold sacred if you're so damn patriotic. But you don't even care. You're just racist. That's it. But back to the Confederate thing, there's stuff that they, like, there's stuff that happened that is loud, and it's like they still don't call it anything wrong. Like the KKK, for instance. Like, they've never been labeled, like, a terrorist group. Yeah, But, but Black Lives Matter, yeah, but you they can't. had a riot, and it was... Terrorist. But yeah. you can't get into an elevator with a Muslim woman because she's a terrorist. That shit pisses me the fuck off. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like, how how are you gonna sit there and tell me like this is? How am I supposed to be here and be safe? Like, how am I supposed to feel like this is okay? Yeah. Like you saying like someone who kids just because I look the way I look is gonna sit there and lynch me and it's cool. That's like that's not that's not active terrorism or nothing. But right. Because someone, so most people who don't even really align with Black Lives Matter, are doing the rioting, and but Black Lives Matter is getting yeah. called a terrorist group. Right. They did it with the Black Panthers too, didn't they? Yeah, the Black they Panthers. They always were gonna do group. that. It's a repeating cycle, and I feel like me and Brooke was having this conversation the other day. She was saying like, "Do I think like things are gonna change?" And I was telling her like. This has been happening for decades, for centuries. Like, this has been happening all throughout history. And I just think that it's going to be a repeating cycle until, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing, sorry. I think the thing that kind of makes this, like, slightly different is the fact that this pandemic, even though, other than the Black Plague, I don't think anything has come (laughs) around that was this, like, crazy. And the Black Plague, like, wiped out most of Europe. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> but the black plague like wiped out most of Europe, and I think that's the only thing that was like similar to like this, cause we in another wave of coronavirus. Like this is what like the third wave. We yeah. don't know. When but they're is. also counting like regular seasonal flu <laughs> as corona. <laughs> like no, but not, yeah, but at the same time, while. like my mom has definitely told me like they have like cause. At some point, they didn't have any corona patients, and now, like, they, they have, like, people back mm-hmm. in the yeah. hospital. My sister, like, the other day, she was delivering this baby, and she had to deliver it early because the mom has coronavirus, and the mom also oh. has lung, like, a lung uh, disease. So, like, wow. it's not looking good for her. So, if the baby was Damn. staying there, like, any longer, then there was a possibility that she would lose them both type mm-hmm. thing. So, I'm like, wow. It's yeah. back. So, um, I don't know. I just pray at this point. I don't know what I feel like is going to happen because life cannot is not going to go back to how it was before. It's not going to just get better because nothing has been like we don't even have the people in power to make things better. Mm-hmm. Even if Joe Biden becomes president, like that is still an old white man. Like, you know, we at this point, we're just picking between two evils. It's not like we picking like someone who's going to lead us to freedom. Trump like, right. Lady. We're not picking. <laughs> We're not picking someone. We just put. We're picking someone who's going to bring us back to the overt, like low-key racist state that we were in before Trump, which is better than what we're in now. But like, we still have to move step, like get um, past that at some point. And I don't know what's gonna happen. I feel like maybe God is gonna have to come down and just 
because it's not <laughs> just for either. us. Either you gonna yeah. have to take the cho- like the the people that you want, <laughs> your chosen people, or you gotta just right. start like. Yeah. Evaporating like the races. I don't know. Rapture. But it's just it's <laughs> not both. even it's not even just the US. Like it's literally Africa too. Like you have black on black, like tribal. Um, what's it called? And the police is over there, you know, killing civilians but too. You know what? I feel like that's another conversation that we don't even like speak about enough in America because yeah. like I seen people talking about oh but you know, it's not the same as Black Lives Matter because yeah. it's black on black, but like you have to think like who put those people in power? Right. Like the Europe like Europe still controls Africa regardless of what people like think is going on. Like African countries still have to pay taxes to the col- their colonizers. And those are things that like people outside of the continent aren't aware yeah, of. And don't understand. So yeah. So when like those people left, like I could speak for Nigeria, when the colonizers left they chose certain tribes to put in power. They already split up the continent or the country in a way that was just n- did not make sense to the cultural boundaries that already existed. So now you mix tribes together that weren't like that were like enemies before they showed up. So now like you just created havoc and then you put people in power that you know are going to try to oppress those other people. That's why African countries are always having civil wars because they set that sh- that stuff up on purpose so black people could tear each other down because the scariest thing to a white man or the white man is black unity so they're gonna do anything in their power to pit us against each other and try to have us break each other down so they could be like oh look the white man didn't do anything look at y'all killing each other you know even though you orchestrated the whole thing from the jump so i just think that in order to even move forward to like betterment like, black people as a whole just need to wake the hell black up. Black unity can be so powerful. So, so powerful. See, you know, th- and they and they know that. I was they telling Brick that. that. That's I was why saying, they trying yeah. to pit us against each other. It's right. always, it's light skin versus dark skin. It's Africans versus Americans. It's the Islanders versus America. It's always something. Like, black people are the only people where it's like, it's this subgroup versus that subgroup. You yeah. don't see Asian people being like, Japanese like you know like they not putting like going against each other like we are and they orchestrated that and I just wish that more of us were smart enough to just wake up and be understand that that is what's happening and the only way to conquer what we're going through is to look past all that stuff and come together but no and also I think it's a lot of like old people that are still around that I'm sorry for saying this, that no longer need to be around, that it is messing things up for everybody. You know, like, death I'm not wishing death, but there are some, like, these African countries, like, there are some presidents who were in power, like, when my yeah. parents were, like, growing up. Like, my parents are, oh, like, why is you still in power? You need to not, I was going to say, you need to die. <laughs> you need to go. You need to step down. You need to step down and put someone younger in power, like, Donald Trump and Joe Biden are like seventy something years old. Finna die. Why are we putting them in power? Like, yeah, that who never. Are they I never understood that. That doesn't yeah, make bro. sense. We had no good candidates to begin with. Yeah. Oh, but like also like the requirements to be president, like they yeah. just make it so that it's like old white people. Mm-hmm. Like, what does an old white how? How is my best interest as a black woman being represented through this old white man? Yeah, it's not. It's not. So, I'm not, this is not, I'm not an ageist either. I don't hate old people. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say mm. Racist old people are different. Yeah. Do you guys feel like um, 
the elections is gonna make um, life different? Like, do you feel like there's anything to fear in just like day to day life of like leaving your apartment or just like going out, just depending on like who wins the elections? Mm. Kind of like, I don't know. Like, I just I feel like it might get worse. Like, shit might get worse for like black people as a whole, for real. Like, if Trump get elected. I'll say it'll depend where I'm at. Like, if I'm, like, out here, like, well, not out here, here specifically, where we at, like, right now, I'm not worried about no one here yeah, because they, they're they mostly frightened of us. I ain't, I'm not going to cap. A lot of them are scared. I, I think it when they see us. So that, I'm not really worried. It's about outside of this confinement because the people in this actual area don't really, don't see people like us that often. Not really custom to us randomly i do meet a couple random villagers who cool like they see us and they roll up villagers <laughs> they cool but it's a village it's yeah. my village. little friend at the park the dog park yeah, cool. yeah. that's crazy villagers is i definitely cool. feel like there's gonna be some change and i don't know where it's gonna go but it's gonna get rough okay if you could think of a way for your biggest influencer what would you do for that? Mm. I feel like the best way to pay homage to my biggest influencer is to reach that success that like I am striving to like reach. So my mother is probably my biggest influencer. So to be successful and to help my siblings become successful, I feel like would make her the happiest because that's like a job well done. Like that means she did her job. Yes, I'm going to also use that success and maybe, you know, get her a couple of houses and cars too, shoes, whatever. But I feel like the biggest thing is her being able to know that, like, she did a good job at raising her kids and we are all successful. And, like, she's done her job here and that she could she could rest happy knowing that we're going to be okay regardless of what happens. Like Bonita said, like, I would definitely honor um, their legacy uh, make sure their name is known within my my future um, children and family of my own. Making sure that, you know, for for my mom, for say, that she's not forgotten. Um, everyone's going to know her. And then also I would like to build, like, foundations or um, community service in honor of her name yeah. um, because that's who she is. That's who – that's what she does all around. So I would just make sure that I continue her goals and her past even, you know, when she's not able to do it anymore. Um, I'll say for my moms, it's like uh, she had to struggle and like claw and fight just to get to where she is now. Like she's gotten very successful as she is now, but from where she started, a lot of people wouldn't have thought like she would have made it where she is. So I think the best way I can thank her is to show her, you know, easiest ways to be successful. You know, there's so many ways to be, to make, to put bread in your pocket, feed your family, and so much other shit. So she can be able to retire and just chill when she's done. So um, I think the best way I could do it is just to, you know, show her some of the stuff that I'm learning in school now. Um, and then even some of the stuff I'm learning in the real world, I could show her to help her be successful. 
that's one of the main reasons why I got a minor in entrepreneurship because I wanted to own my own business. I wanted to start something to show my moms how she could start her own business and be successful with all the creative stuff she thinks of. So, yeah, just piggybacking off of what everybody said, um, definitely, yeah, um, action speaks more louder than words. So, echoing what they taught me um, and how to deal with certain situations, I want to make that known and then like what Bree said like you know name a nonprofit or foundation after them but yeah um, I feel like uh, the way I uh, give them back is by um, like almost like not not following in their footsteps but like for, for instance like uh, my parents uh, neither one of them went to college and I'm trying to like build like for the for my uh, family that comes after me I'm trying to show them that you don't have to stay uh, funny at like you could get out of there and there's better bigger and better things you can do and in that sense like like I said um, I'm gonna be better than them in that way and teach them these things so that like that's that's the gift is like teaching them how they can get to this point and be better than me even in their future so So we can conclude this episode, episode three. Um, so tap in with us next time. Peace out.